Do you know why they have hanging coffins? Going back in time. Yes. Please find me. I'm hanging on a post and I'm missing a foot. Do you know we have our own mummies? And there was one story of a mummy that was stolen. The area was cursed until the mummy was removed <gasps> to its resting place. And when she got to the, the, to the mm. main mummy, she said, Lola! <laughs> she moved on after 30 days. You think like there's like some cosmic HR person? He was like Hercules. He lived up to 250 years What? Old. You still sound very angry about I'm very this. angry about this. This feels like it's an unhealed part of me. <laughs> I need therapy for this. on a bright sunny day. Why do I have to turn my clothes inside out every time I get lost? And why does your pantry always have to be ready with adobo ingredients at any point in time? I don't know, but we'll find out. I'm Anima. <laughs> and I'm Ice. And this, this is, is The Gods, Gods Must Be Crazy. We are super passionate about Philippine um, mythology and folklore, and we want to learn about it, um, you know, with each other. Yeah. So, Every other week or so, we will be bringing stories um, that we're super interested and curious about and telling it to each other. And we'd love if you could join us. So join us to learn about where these myths come from, mm -hmm. what are they all about, and do these myths persist till today? Okay, so here we are, episode two of our death and burial practices Ooh. series. Ooh. Will it be episode two only or episode two? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll play we'll it by ear. Because you know why? I there are so many different um, practices across the different islands. Mm -hmm. I got overwhelmed, to be very honest with you, when I did my research. So, for this episode, I will focus on maybe a few highlights, right? Um, from the different... Um, ideally, we'll cover a bit of Luzon, Visayas, Mindanao. Mm -hmm. um, but we can get into a deep dive of other specific tribes' practices, maybe mm -hmm. in future episodes, because mm -hmm. it's just too much to cover in one. So, yep. today, what we're going to cover is... So, sorry, in episode one, we covered what are the current yeah. practices and superstitions. Because November 1st is coming up. Undas is coming soon. Yes. And um, there, were so, there are so many superstitions about what you should and shouldn't do mm -hmm. during, um, you know, on the occasion of a person's death, yep. right? Obviously, unfortunately, at this time, not everyone can practice it yep. because of the COVID, COVID situation. Yeah. In the case, for example, of um, my family, um, my uncle died, mm -hmm. not because of COVID, but I think because of that, um, I, I'm not sure if it's the case, but the general practice is just go straight to cremation. That's what happened now. to my uncle who did die of COVID. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 Some people so, try to sneak it in. Like okay. some people, some people in Cantilan, in mm. where my friend Tanya is from, mm. they don't say it's COVID and they do the wakes on the street. 
and it's just like dun dun dun. It's very conflicting because like yeah. you want to make sure you're you're doing the right. You're kind of giving the right send off to your family member as yeah. well, right? But you have to be responsible for. Yeah. Um, for it's good for everyone. Yeah. But so we covered so many of those practices. Some of them are very interesting and mm-hmm. um, you know strange and cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't uh, <laughs> caught up with that, I actually would suggest uh, listening to it first. Yes. Just so you kind of have a grounding of what we have today. And I say that because some of those beliefs and practices you can kind of see how it can relate to what we. Uh, practiced or believed in the past. Okay. So, in this part two... Going back in time. Yes. In part two, now we kind of um, go back in time and try to see what 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 were the practices of our ancestors mm-hmm. um, across Luzon, Visayas, Mindanao, or some of the specific tribes because it differs by tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, what are their practices with regard to death and burial? Uh-huh. What's their belief of the afterlife, for example? Uh-huh. Um, and sur- well, not surprisingly enough, some of those practices are still alive. Today. I was gonna ask, like, are they still doing it? Yes, because um, the beliefs are, uh, you know, sorry, the, the practices are nurtured within specific tribes. So uh-huh. if it's a tribe that, you know, as far as they're concerned, are not yet, uh, sorry, what was I trying to say? Urbanized. Eh, some tribes have been able to preserve okay. these practices and beliefs. And so you do see some of them today. Some of them, for example, are in tourist spots. Yes. So we'll get to that. Woo-hoo. But I am very excited about one particular story that I got into because do you remember the movie The Mummy? Yes. With Brendan Fraser. The best. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I, love, I love that movie. I love but him so much. Also, what's her face? Ra- Ra- Raquel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. So, so good. That's... I think for years and years, everyone's been fascinated with like the mummies of ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. There's so much kind of like lore about, you know, the actual mummification practice, why they did I have, it. I have an Egyptian <laughs> Egyptology book, uh-huh. the Tegan Likes, because there's like uh, gemstones in it. Yeah. And one of the pages, and it's like fold open, fold close, and it shows you the map of the pyramid. One is a multi-fold page. When you open it, it shows you the layers of the mummy. Ooh. And in the very end, it's just the mummy wrapped up like that, like all desiccated and stuff. And so she opened, 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 opened. And when she got to the, the, to the mm. main mummy, she said, Lola! Oh, no! <laughs> Lola is grandmother, uh, i.e. my mother. Okay. <laughs> so I videoed, I videoed it and I sent it to my mom. I'm like, Mom, Deegan thinks you need moisturizer. So anyway, do you know we have our own? No. Mummies. I know, I know, not there, mummies there, per se, but like preserved. There are certain tribes that mm-hmm. actually have their own methods of <gasps> mummification. Oh my goodness. Um, And there was one story of a mummy that was stolen. What? And the the area was cursed until the mummy was returned <gasps> to its resting place. That's like an X Files episode. That's like that's like a Philippines the mummy. Oh my goodness! So we will get to that. Yay! Um, all right. So I think I would start from um, again just to bring us to, to ground us to today, mm-hmm. right? And 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 uh, uh, its links with the practices in the past. 
We talked about how we don't really have a Halloween. No, no. Um, Unlike practice. the Irish tradition of Samhain, which is... Which I think is, we're not exposed to yeah. like a Halloween practice. No. But there is actually a practice. It's called Pangalulua. I know that because we did it in Batangas. So there's a practice that is similar to the Halloween trick-or-treating called Pangalulua. Pangalulua. And it, the root word is Kalulua, yes. which means soul. Yes. So Pangalulua is like, you know, kids would visit houses yes. and they're swathed in blankets yes. so for they're pretending to be ghosts and then they're singing. So think of like... I know the song. Caroling in Christmas. Okay, you can yes. sing it in a bit. Car- Christmas caroling but like during Undas. Yes. And the and, and similar to like during Christmas, you have to give like a token or something. Mm-hmm. So apparently, um, before the practice was to give them rice cakes. Yes. Or biko. Suman. Yeah. And if you don't give anything, the, the, the people who are visiting, the nangangaluluwa, yes. would play tricks on you. Yes. So, it's you like want, trick or treat. Do you want to sing the song? My cousins in Batangas, can you tell me the lyrics of the song? Because that that's a tune. Yes. But and then I used to before, because you would go to the province um for for Undas for November 1st. That means you go the day before. So we would go the day before and I wanna play with my cousins. Yeah. None of them are there. I'm like, where are they? They're like, nang, nang, they're nangangaluluwa. They're na, nangangaluluwa. It's a tongue twister. Try saying that 10 times fast. Do they make a lot of money for it? Which one? Nang, pasa, pangan, pananunungaluwa. <laughs> <laughs> the pangangaluluwa. Pangangaluluwa. You get biko. You get rice cakes. Uh, Biko is really good, guys. So this is the really recipe like. for this episode. Biko! Biko is... So we're going to describe it, obviously. Biko is basically like glutinous rice-ish. Yes. Um, and so basically, it's like rice cake. So you kind of cook it with sugar, mm-hmm. and then and it forms like a rice cake, and then you put latik on top. And yes. latik is basically like coconut, um, coconut young coconut... Shavings. Meat, basically. Meat that is cooked. And that, crisped. So that it's so toasty and it's so like and it's sweet, sweet and nutty. Guys, it's, so it's a, And it I'm smells very, it's mer- very pungent smelling it, and it smells strongly of coconut. So like if you, tangent, if you go to... It actually doesn't smell like coconut. So people who haven't encountered... It super before, smells it. Like it smells coconut. nutty. Oh. No, I don't like the smell because it's like coconutty. It. And then if you get a massage in Boraca and they use coconut oil, you smell like biko. <laughs> you like you go to Boraca and then you're coming back with your friends. You're like, hey, yeah, I went on a massage on the beach. And they're like, yeah, you smell like biko. So, so imagine smell. a sweet rice cake. It's served warm on banana leaves. And it's like, so so the white rice and then you have like the dark brown latik. And it's just like... I bet they make it here. So I bet bad. they make it. So that's what people used to give. Yeah. Supposedly. And, and to your point, yeah, you're from Batangas. It was a practice in the Katagaluga, so the Tagalog areas. Um, Batangas, Laguna, Cavite, It's not Bulacan? as widely practiced anymore, but in, you know, rural areas, uh, they still do it today. Okay. Um, so, so apparently that originated from, like, an, an old practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think what, what we talked about the last time a lot of the superstitions and beliefs that we had, it's kind of like a mix of old beliefs yes. and practices with obviously Christian yes. and Catholic teachings. Right? Chinese. Um, but 
I found that we had very different practices beforehand. So, Exciting. to bring us closer to um, our home, like in the Tagalog area, do you know that um, in Cavite, for example... That's my rural, mom's from. Yeah, in rural areas of Cavite, and Cavite is in South Luzon. Yes. They buried people in trees. Really? They buried people in trees, and what happens is when someone is sick, mm-hmm. or they feel like they're gonna die... They pick the tree that they want to be buried in. In the tree? Like in the hollow or like up on the tree? So so they pick the tree that they want to be buried in. They build a hut beside the tree. What? So that they'll be near it already. What? That's actually very considerate. <laughs> and they um, hollow out the tree. Oh. So think of the tree trunk. Yeah. And then you hollow it out. You carve space within the trunk of the tree. And you make... An... What kind of trees? So I suppose it would be the bigger trees, Mangos, right? yeah. langka, fascia. fascia. Yeah. I mean, in the past, we had a lot of... Big trees. Big trees. Yeah. Um, and you would carve out an anito or a lekha. Ooh. Which would be your Anito equivalent. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about Anito in another episode. We go mm-hmm. to that in detail. Ani- Anito 1 and Anito 2. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, just understand that our ancestors used to create like images or likenesses. Like of, little action figures of, of yourself. Of men. Yeah. Uh, of, of humans. They called it the Anito and they would worship them. And sometimes they would represent ancestors or mm-hmm. relatives of yours who've passed away or mm-hmm. like the minor gods or even the major gods that you would actually or nature worship. spirits so you would carve out the tree you would create an alikha they called it alikha which likha means to create yep um which is which looks like the anito statue it would be around six to twelve inches long and then you would bury the person vertically but like alive no, obviously, when they that is so morbid. I guess they're almost dead anyway. <laughs> like, I'm almost gone. Okay, we'll put you in. Wait, wait, no. I'm like, wait, wait. Wait, wait. I'm still breathing. <laughs> Alright, so basically. Wait, sorry. Vertically, like they're standing up? Or like crumpled up and then vertical? Like. Like a like a fetal position vertical or like they're standing up. I think I think uh, seated or fetal position. Yeah. But maybe sometimes standing. Actually, if I'm the not tree's sure. big enough, why not? Yeah, I should I should double check yeah. that. I actually didn't um, figure it out. Um, so anyway, so they're buried probably standing because it's well, vertically. Yeah. Okay, so they're buried vertically. And um, in the cases of rich people, you're actually put inside a separate sarcophagus. And then the sarcophagus is then put put into the hollow of the trunk. And then the anito that you made Uh um, is put beside you. Okay. Yeah. And what's the purpose of the burying in the tree? Is Is it for the afterlife? Is it for... Is there a known afterlife? Or is it just like you're dead, this is a nice place to... Stay, I think out the in. belief was around um, bringing people back to nature Aww. when they died. I'm game with that. Right? Now, yeah. obviously, this is not a sustainable way of doing no. it. because so, And you will notice that 
even if some of the stories are in Luzon or in Visayas or in Mindanao, there are certain principles that are the same. Yeah. So, for example, in this one, um, and I found a similar story in, in Mindanao, once you leave a person's um, uh, corpse on the tree, you move out. Like, you can't live near that place. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's toxic. Because their spirit is there. But other oh. people would would live beside the corpse, so it's it's a bit like different. Um, what if you try to dig out a tree and there was already someone there? Oh no! <laughs> You're like uh, fighting for territory. I know. Yeah. But um, if there was like a plague or something, you know? Huh? If there was like a plague or something, That's and then true, it's actually. more deaths, right? Yeah. Maybe they get a really big tree. Yeah. One of the more um, well-known and documented um, practices is actually putting uh, the body of the disease in burial jars. Yes. So in Palawan, uh-huh. they have the manungol jars, right? You call it the manungol jars because um, they found ancient pottery, so big jars in this cave called the manungol cave uh-huh. in Palawan. And... Um, Basically, what happens is they would put the bodies of dead people inside the jars. Mm-hmm. And then the jars are very unique because they would have anthropomorphic yes. figures on the, the covers yeah. of the pot. And these are supposed to represent the souls of the deceased. And they believe that you had to ride a boat yes. to be brought into the afterlife, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes the figure would be... So think of a boat mm-hmm. on top of the like cover of the pot, mm-hmm. and there would be a figure of a person at the um, front of the boat, mm-hmm. and he has his um, knees knees folded up in front of him, mm-hmm. and his arms like in a cross, mm-hmm. and there would be someone behind him steering the boat. Who's that person? That's the person who's like supposed to ferry you along. Is there like a unique person like Sharon in like Greek myth? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see. No, I didn't see uh, who it was. But but it's someone. A mystical boatman. That's true, right? Um, I think it's a, it's it's interesting that it's a boat a boat ferrying you through the afterlife, similar to like the Greeks, because Palawan is is an archipelago. Like it's a it's a peninsula, so it's very, yeah because lots of islands and yeah. Waterways. If you've been to Coron. Mm-hmm. Um, so Palawan is well known for its different islands, right? So it's yes. kind of like an island resort. Mm-hmm. And the main thing that you do really there is to go, to go through the different islands. So it's mm-hmm. reflective as well of, um, you know, their belief of yeah. like, you take a boat, therefore, to take you to your final resting place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. I think... Um, also, Egyptians, there's also a boat myth there, right? The boat that takes you to the afterlife because they were by the Nile and their lives were the Nile. That's true, yeah. actually. Um, and uh, I think we talked about this I- We talk about this in our Anita episode. But, you know, the, the big question that you really asked myself when um, I was going through this is, what do people really believe of the afterlife? Yes, that's a good question. Right? Because I think there are certain... Um, uh, tribes who obviously believe that it's a separate place yeah. that you go to, you're taken yeah. there, right? Yeah. But for a lot of um, the the indigenous tribes, they actually, they're just here. They're just around. They actually believe that it's not about going to a different place. It's about you're here. You're just in a different form. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, we talked about how I think in uh, in in Western in in a lot of Western belief, it's about like um, you know the natural and the supernatural, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for our ancestors, it's more about the seen and the unseen. Yes, like. Your your ancestors are still here. It's just that you can't see them because mm-hmm. they're in a different form, and so you have to kind of honor them and treat them mm-hmm. as if they're as still if they're still here. And that's here. why spaces are still sacred yes. because they're ju- they're there. You just can't see them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it interestingly the the whole idea about afterlife links back to one of the creation myths that we talked huh. about. Um, Is it my favorite? No, one? not many. <laughs> um, and it links back to that first man and woman and yes. the first family. So the first man and woman, they had a kid. Mm-hmm. And this man, um, he kind of... Kaabay and... Kaabay and Kalaki. Sikalak and Sikabay. Yes. Yes. So they had a child called Padaguan. Padaguan, yeah. Padaguan. So basically, this was kind of like the first instance of disobeying the gods. Yeah. Right? So he found a shark, yes. and the shark died. Yes, and I think that it was, was a the, huge shark. It was the first instance of death. Yes, at that time, and so he was like so shocked by it that he felt he had to worship it, mm-hmm. and obviously that angered the gods, like Captain and yeah. Negawayan, yes. right? And so they punished him. They sent a bolt of lightning to kill him. Not that, to kill him, but to punish him, to burn him. He died. Oh, he died, died. So that was the instance of the first first death of man. Now, the problem is, well, not the problem, but at that time, when you died, you could live again. So after 30 days, Hooray! he got up and he lived again. Now, the problem is, he had a wife. He was married. Mm-hmm. And so when he went back to life, he obviously went back to his wife. She moved on after 30 days. I mean... <laughs> That's kind of fast. Girl That's does not wait around. <laughs> wait. I think, what was the number? It should be like half half the time. What is it? It's like how many, how much time were you Who together? Who decides this? this Who was decides the getting, this timing? This, this was a John Lloyd movie. It was like <laughs> a John Lloyd movie. It was the amount of years you were together divided by two and then transmute that into months. So for example, they were together for 10 years. So five. And then so it's five months. For her to get so over. like you think like there's like some cosmic HR person who's like I'm there sorry is, this is the guideline this is the guideline it's kind of like compensation right <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're retiring from Procter and Gamble after uh, 12 years you have 12 months worth of compensation it's the same thing that's when you can move so on so anyway, girl moved on wait lang so <laughs> 30 days he gets back to life he's like okay I'm gonna go back to my family mm-hmm. and when he got back so his he saw his kid in his house but his wasn't there so he asked this kid like where's your mom and mm. the kid's like oh she's she's off she has like another guy now no wait by the way no like kid is like hey you're dead <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, again it's like the first instance of death so they didn't know how to deal with it so it, obviously but the one was like what the heck mm-hmm. he said someone else also uh, she's she only else. been 30 days <laughs> you guys <laughs> why it's did like, you wait it's like Two, it's like quarantine times two. <laughs> just... Imagine if you're like on a business trip. Anyway. So, anyway. <laughs> so, 
So he's like, okay, then there's no point. Like, if she's with another person, then... It's very healthy of him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> healthy or bitter? Bitter. Like, he's like, screw this. There's nothing worth screw living this. for. I want to go back to my shark. So <laughs> so he was like, okay, then I I just won't, like, live out another life. There's no point. And so he went away. And they say that that's the it's precedent. Like other girls, no? <laughs> yeah. They say that that's why there's no such thing as a second life or a resurrection. Mm. Um, because the first man to die decided, you know what, I don't want to live yeah. on Earth again. I'll just live elsewhere. Yeah, and and the general belief. So so again, we talk about this in the Anita episode in detail. But they do send you off with like goods or tools that they feel will be helpful for you in the afterlife because mm-hmm. it's believed that you kind of live a second life. Yes. When you when you die, so they yeah. send you with they, they send you food. I wonder and if you can do like a second like career. That. Like if I was like a warrior in this life, the next <laughs> life I can be like a healer, or like a plot podcaster, <laughs> and do that. Be like a supernatural alternate career. That's true, right? That's true. Um, in this episode in particular, I I kind of want to talk about the practices that they have in Benguet. Benguet, okay. There are different tribes in Benguet. Mm-hmm. Um, in the north? So Benguet is part of the Cord- Cordillera Administrative Region. CAR. CAR. Yes. For short. We had like, remember in... Sorry, tangent. Remember <laughs> in grade four? We had songs. No, no, but they, they would... One of your quizzes is like you'd have a blank map of the Philippines. Yeah, and you have to name it. And you have to write the names of all the regions... All the provinces. This is the thing. I'm all the capitals. Yes, all the capitals. <gasps> I me- we had to memorize all of these when in in so when I was in fourth grade, that was 1990, and then they changed it. They changed the yeah. region. Yeah, so like region one was like that. We had a song to memorize it. So it's like Ilocos Norte, Ilocos Sur, Abra La U- Union, Mountain Province, Pangasinan, Benguet Region One. When I was in fourth grade, two years later. Cordillera Autonomous Region. There Why was no angry? car. There was no car. Why are you when I about this? Because I don't know how to Let memorize them live. new songs. Let them live. There are no <laughs> new songs. <sighs> okay. This concern of yours is less important. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Then the reason why they established God. <laughs> but also that song doesn't even sound memorable. Like it it was memorable to me because in 1990 there weren't a lot of other songs. <laughs> there were just there was no Spice Girls. There what? was no John Mayer. 1990. What were but the there songs? were a lot of songs. No. What are you talking there about? There were not a lot of songs. There were a very, very few songs. There's no Spotify. There were a lot of songs. Your access to songs was yes. limited. Yes. I did not have access to songs. <laughs> to, we had to, to just generally claim that there were no songs in We had game. to call the radio station. Yeah. You're too young for this. We had to call the radio station. Request for a song because you can't even buy Is this the one the where record. you like record it in like a cassette tape? Yes, yes. You record so it in the cassette You tape. ask your DJ to... I, I to, saw this in a show. Yes. You ask the DJ to play the, play song. the song. And then you're, you're sitting there you're, with you're your waiting. cassette recorder. And the next song is... Always. And then you record. And then the sucky thing is during the outro where it's just instrumental, they don't wait for it to end. They, they start talking. talking over it. Fuckers. You still sound very angry about it. I'm very this. angry about it. And this, then... This feels like it's an unhealed part of... <laughs> I need therapy for that. Anyways, Benguet. <laughs> Where were we? We were about Benguet. Okay, sorry. You have to. You have to be there. 
So I yeah. So there 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 are a lot of interesting stories in Megat because there are a lot of um, different tribes there that mm-hmm. were able to to kind of preserve their old practices, mm-hmm. right? So actually, because as, they're in mountain, they're in the mountain area, yes. and so they're very isolated there. So yeah. even in modern times, it's still really hard to get to Bengal. Correct, yeah. correct. So if you will notice from the historical accounts, right, there are less accounts of like maybe the Tagalog pre-colonial practices, for example. Thankfully, there's st- there were a lot of documentation at the time by the Spanish of the Visay- Visayan um, practices. But again, these are the regions that got assimilated pretty fast mm-hmm. um, by the Spanish, especially the Tagalog area. The ones where there were a lot, there's a lot better preservation, at least of are the memory remote. of the techniques or like the existence of these practices, are the ones that are further away from the center of Spanish rule. So these are your... Um, you know, very southern tribes in Mindanao as well as the tribes in the north. So as Anima said, what these people did was um, they actually went up the mountains uh, to escape um, Spanish rule and assimilation. Um, And that's why they were able to preserve a lot of their practices. Obviously, some of them now are, interestingly, some of them now have converted to Christianity, but also still keep yeah. Some of the practices um, of 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 their tribes. It's what you were saying before the synchro something. Syncretization. Syncretization. They wear a bahag and like a t-shirt. Yeah. Like their titties aren't hanging loose anymore. Their titties. Their titties. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 2018, there was a, a landslide after there was a typhoon that hit in Itugon in Binget, and there was a mm. landslide, and there were. Um, people who were mining in that area mm-hmm. that got buried under the landslide. Oh, no! Yeah. And when when that happened, a group of like the people, so the family of the people who were lost in the landslide mm-hmm. uh, decided that they needed to look for this person. Yeah. So obviously, there were search parties facilitated by the government, right? But they also um, actually held a ceremony that was a combination of Catholic prayer and Ifugao ritual. Ooh! And what they did was they gathered in a circle, they slaughtered a pig, mm-hmm. and prayed that the spirit of this particular person that they were looking for like would help them, would help tell them where her body was. Oh! Because it's been a few days, they hadn't found the body, and so the relatives are very concerned, so they asked for this ritual to be performed. And on the seventh day of the prayer, the spirit of the body spoke to the cousins through a seer. <sighs> and um, what she said was, Please find me. I'm hanging on a post and I'm missing a foot. My cousin doesn't have a head. I screamed for my mother. I died slowly. Oh I started God. praying our father, but before I finished, I was taken. <gasps> so she described her death and she described where she was and what happened to her. And, and, and then the day after that, um, they were able to pull up the girl that she said, um, was my cousin doesn't have a head. Oh, no. They found that person and then near that body, a few days later, they found her. Oh my god. So was she also missing a foot and everything? Yeah. Oh yeah. My gosh. So it was true. Oh um, my god. What was said through this year. Pink um, blood. 
and, and so that was like obviously very devastating but but I think it was really just an evidence of how like they really mixed like mm-hmm. modern and pre-colonial uh, and mm-hmm. you know neat uh, uh, tribal practices right mm-hmm. so um, obviously they were trying to identify bodies mm-hmm. uh, at that time but some people didn't want to give the DNA for identification because they're like we don't want to leave behind a part of this person's oh. body because otherwise they won't be able to fully to move pass on through. Okay. and so the government obviously couldn't force it so they were like are you sure because we can't be sure identify. that this is really them and they're like no we'll just take the risk wow yeah, yeah. that's very anti-true well you know what they can use familial DNA no but then they still have to test the body yeah so they didn't want to give the DNA here Toenails? No, I don't know. So, okay. Um, there was another person, another man who died in that same landslide, and his brother was one of the younger priests or shamans called oh. Amumbaki. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of the only young Mumbakis because a lot of them are elders, and he decided that he wanted to, you know, take yeah. it on to help preserve the tradition. So when he died, they actually offered. Um, uh, a pig so there's there's this really it's a really common practice to you know do sac- to offer sacrifices mm-hmm. and it's basically to kind of um, alert the ancestors that your relative died mm-hmm. so you offer a sacrifice to inform the ancestors of the death oh. and they look for signals to know that the offering was, was accepted accepted yeah 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 so um what they actually do is after the sacrifice is done, they open up the animal and then they look Read at the, the innards. Yeah, the entrails. It's also very Greek. That's true. That's yeah. true. So it, um, aside from so after that, you know, the 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 death was accepted by the ancestors, etc. They decided to kind of hold another um, ritual to basically kind of um, appease the ancestors and get them to kind of stop further devastation from mm-hmm. happening at the time. So they actually slaughtered chickens. Okay. And what they did was they... Apparently, you have to see... Like, you have to wait for a signal to know whether your sacrifice is enough. So mm-hmm. they kept slaughtering so on chickens one by one. And they were looking for the liver. If the liver is white, it means that the ancestors finally appear appeased. That and means you're fatty. That's a fatty liver. So, that's true. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and in that instance, like, they had to kill 16 chickens before they finally saw a fat the white, chicken, fatty the white, liver. The, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, that's one of the practices, right? And then, when they eventually buried the person, they climbed up the mountain and, um, you know, wrapped it up in a traditional kind of um, death Like blanket. a shroud. Yeah. yeah. So, like a red and black woven mm. um, blanket. And it's interesting because there's a very specific kind of ritual that they perform during the burial. So basically, you lay out like a feast or a gathering for everyone there. And then before you eat, you have to call out the names of all the ancestors. All of them? So like a hundred ancestors, you call them out. Because then the food's gonna get cold. It doesn't matter. Wow. You have to invite them to share the feast with you. Okay. And, um, it's like a reunion. Yeah, and they all have to join because you need them to be able to take um, the recently deceased with them into their world. Oh, it's like sundo. Yeah, 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 yeah like the practice of sundo. Mm-hmm. And um, and after you, what's this? After you, uh, 
sorry and, and so you offer some of the food to them obviously and it's funny because like even till today some of the practices there so i don't know if you know this but it some people actually when you say you're on the side of the street you're drinking alcohol yes you pour out a few you drops pour out one yeah on the street we still do that in batangas yeah. and yeah. that's supposed to be you're you're not being rude you're offering food yeah their their ancestors as yeah. well yeah but yeah so so that was like as recent as 2018 you know what's interesting when in cap in christian tradition mm. i i noticed it when we um when my grandmother died whenever there's a mass they always say now i don't know again this is my interpretation i don't know if it's this western mm. habit of like a woman in reference to a man but they always say like clara antonio who was the wife of and then they mentioned all the dead relatives her dead her two had de- dead husbands and then mm. her dead siblings and i think her dead parents and i wonder if there's something in that because that was only in Cavite and when i was at my grandfather's funeral in Batangas they didn't do that and i mm. said huh i wonder if it's because of that but like why all the dead ones i i get when you when you say like um this deceased person has left behind and then they enumerate all the grandchildren and all the and all the children but this one particularly enumerated all the dead people other other people maybe maybe that's what was the occasion sorry it was her uh, necrological mass so it was the the mass before yeah, her so funeral yeah so it's it's yeah. actually probably linked to that belief where um you kind of call the ancestors to help yeah bring the person with them mm-hmm. to the afterlife because you would it i think the principle is like you're a new hire Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get on board. Eh? <laughs> you need like someone to help show you around. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like, or someone to 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 validate or give you credibility, like yeah, with yeah, the yeah. new people. Like, yeah, oh yeah. no, no, I this know is, this person. This is my cousin. Like, he's a good person. He's cool. Yeah, he's, he's cool. cool. We should. He can hang out with us. <laughs> That's so funny. You get street cred from the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you haunt. This is where you're visible and invisible. This is how much biko you give. But but that's why to your point, right? There's a term called sundo. Yes. Which means to fetch someone. Yes. Um, in some practices, even before a person dies, when a person is sick, they call they call out to the ancestors to fetch them. My granddad. So that it would be easy to transition into my, to that. My granddad before he died, he dreamt of mm. his brother who had died, and he dreamt of his son who had died. And then he said, "Sinusundo na ako. They're pick- they're fetching me. They're picking me up." And wow. then he died like two days later. He was really sick. I mean, but yeah, they dreamt it. Mm. I gotta pee. Okay. Go. Okay. Go. So there is one particular tribe um, in Kankanai. Where's that? Sorry, there's one particular tribe in um, in the mountain province. Mm-hmm. Um, Called the Kankanai, mm-hmm. which some, which whose burial practice is actually um, quite well known because it's a tourist spot. Yes. So this is the hanging coffins in, in Sagada. Sagada. Yeah. Right. And um, do you know why they have hanging coffins? Why? So the animals don't get to it. So, That's my theory. <laughs> so. Not everyone actually gets. Yes, to not have everyone gets to be hanging. Coffin. Yeah. So the normal practice for for the tribe is to actually have they have burial caves, and what happens is they actually um, uh, 
bury and stack they stack the coffins basically inside caves so actually if you look at them and we'll post a picture in the in the instagram if you look at them they actually look like weird rock face structures eventually when it ages so the practice in this tribe is that they would um put the body of the deceased inside a hollowed out trunk so they mm. make coffins out of whole tree trunks and then they carve it from mm-hmm. from the within inside. like a boat like but a, a sarcophagus yeah like a little boat so they make a sarcophagus out of tree trunks and then these are the ones that they kind of stack together in the different caves right and obviously that's to help like preserve the the body and it said that they actually so the iconic picture of these um these corpses are they're folded up yeah. like in a little fetal position mm-hmm. and the belief is that so there's a reason for this. The belief is that you need to be in a fetal position because you're getting birthed into a new life. Oh, you're a baby again. So that is the best kind of like way for you to oh. enter. Um, where were we? Anyways. Fetal position. Because that's how they transition into exactly, exactly. the next and, life. And similar to what we talked about with the Tagalogs, right? It, it said that, you know, in a lot of cases, the you carve out your own coffin while you're what? alive. That's not cool. <laughs> you're just preparing yourself. Like, and who better, uh, who better to guarantee that you're gonna have a, a, really a good cool coffin yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than you yourself? What if it's a sudden death? Huh? What if it's a sudden death? I guess your relatives do it for you. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Or maybe it's part of... We should what if when you're born? You know what? I, I'm making up this tradition. Okay. What if it's like when you're born, you plant a tree? And by that time, the tree is big. But what if you die early? Then you won't have anything. You plant five trees. <laughs> There's like a loner tree. There's like a rental. There's like a tree rental. If you're rich. So then... so that's for like common people. Most of the people, they would have... Um, they their, their coffins would be stacked inside caves, right? Mm-hmm. And they usually put it inside the caves or burial rocks. Um... But for the important members or honorable members of the community... heads of the tribe. Heads of the tribe. So, um, usually the most prominent members of um, the Council of Male Elders, called um, the Amam'ah. Amam'ah. Right? They would have the honor or distinction of being... um, of, of having their coffin hung on the cliff face and become a spectacle for the tour <laughs> <laughs> and and usually you have to be able to you need to like either perform specific like honorable Tasks. acts or you know acts of merit or mm-hmm. be well known in the community etc um, to have that status and i think at least there's only one documented case of a woman having an, the honor of, of so uh, hanging. Coffin. What's the purpose? Like, what happens when you're up in the hill? You like you're closer to so heaven or whatever. So I think the spiritual belief is yes, exactly that. That um, you try to kind of get it as close to heaven or to the gods as possible. And the belief was that the mountains were like the the pathways to the heavens mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. to the gods. So the the more important you are, the more honorable you are, the higher and the closer you actually get mm-hmm. to the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's like an expressway. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the practical purpose of it was 
Um, I, we didn't mention it initially, but Binget is the region where the um, rice terraces yes. are. So, so it's funny because in the north, it's a very mountainous region. It it's doesn't have the plains that Central planting. Luzon, yeah. for example, has. But they were able to um, plant, plant a lot of rice, a lot of rice, a lot of vegetables, and actually now. A lot of the local um, vegetable produce is um, produced in Benguet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and this is because they were able to utilize the mountains mm-hmm. in the famous rice terraces. Uh-huh. Which was uh, one of those unofficial wonders of the world thing. Exactly. They have it in Bali too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so it's important to use as much of the arable land as oh, possible. Oh, you're right. So and if you bury it them. It doesn't make sense to bury someone in land that you could otherwise use. Yeah. For more practical And purposes. potentially contaminate. Exactly. Also. That's exactly. fair. Uh, fun fact, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you already know this, but uh, the the scene in Endgame where yes. Thanos retires yes. is shot in um, the mountain Sagada, region. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the mountain province. Uh, I mean, hey, in the Philippines. <laughs> so, so yeah, Thanos is cultivating his rice terrace. Yes, I wonder a lot of times, and I don't know if I'm just misremembering it, but I I do like vaguely remember that they opened up one of the hanging coffins and they found that the people who are in the hanging coffins are particularly super tattooed. Like, they have yes. tons and tons and tons of tattoos. Because these are... Because they were the, the maybe great warriors. Yeah, yeah the honorable And people. again, you can't just get a tattoo. You have mm-hmm. to earn it, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the mark of, um, you know, your honor or your distinction. Yeah. Sorry. And now that we're talking about it, uh, I just remembered. Um, right now, there's a, there's a, an issue or concern with the Benguet vegetable farmers. Yes! Uh, because there has been, uh, so they discovered a lot of illegal imports of um, Chinese uh, vegetable goods. Yep. yep. Um, and so they're already, the Benguet farmers already hit by the impacts of COVID. Yeah, they can't ship to the places yeah, they normally can. But now they're being undercut by these super cheap um, Chinese imports. So, yeah. Um, if you can find a way to support these farmers yep. directly, I mean, let's do that. Yeah. Benguet yeah. farmers. But yeah. So, it, which brings me to the next story that I have, Ooh. which is extremely interesting. And probably we will end here because okay. um, we don't have that much time. <laughs> um, so this is, in, in, in some of the cases, right, um, in, in Benguet as well. So there's a separate tribe called the Ibaloy tribe. Yes, Ibaloy. Um which actually practiced mummification. Mm-hmm. And similar to the whole honor of, you know, being put in a hanging coffin by the cliffside, not everyone was granted the right of mummification. You kind mm. of had to be um, part Burn of it. the elite. Yes. Um, and this is a very old practice. Um, they, they said that even before the Spanish came, mm-hmm. uh, they were practicing mummification. And mm-hmm. the thing is, um, when you see the 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 state of the mummified bodies, mm. the preservation is creepy. Like, it's so well preserved mm-hmm. because, like the the details of the tattoos on the skin are oh, still, still very yeah. visible. Yeah. Um. So 
I uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit about like just the general process of mummification, but I want to get into the story of one specific mummy. Okay. Um. So it's said that what they what they usually do, and and this is actually a practice that is applied, I think, even in some Mindanao tribes. Ooh, it's so, traveled. So they they preserve by smoking. <gasps> like a ham. Like a like yeah. Like someone like, Serrano? Like when you smoke. Like a brisket. <laughs> We're talking about the dead bodies. So <laughs> but yeah, so so they use salt and herbs in the in the preservation. So unlike Egypt, where uh-huh. you know in Egypt they kind of remove the Innards. organs and then you put it in, in like different jars, jars. etc. They don't mm. remove the organs. Instead, it's believed that they actually like just use salt and herbs to like clean the prod the, the body, and then they let the smoking do most of the job. You know, in um, Buddhist practice, mm. they also they self mummify. So mm. essentially, some some B- Buddhist monks will pre- prepare themselves for mummification by only drinking or eating like tea or something so their insides are like super super clean and then they go into the deep meditation and they just die what yeah 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 and then they're just and there's some mummies that exist there but it's like a long they starve themselves to death essentially and so that's why their insides are very clean and there's also smoking and incense and things like that what yeah yeah in in the that's Himalayas. a whole yeah. level i know right so on this one um when when they die you seat the body in a chair called the sang, sang, Sangadil, I mm-hmm. think. And you light the fire at the foot of the corpse. Okay. And then the corpse is exposed for days. This makes sense. Or months. That makes sense. Or even years. Okay, that makes sense too. And how they long... They desiccate it. They, yeah. yeah. And you're... how long you, um, you do that depends on the status of the disease. Oh. And you know, in some cases, they say that depending on, like, let's say, how much land you own, how many, how many animals you have, you kind of perform um, a ritual. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the ritual only ends. For example, they say the festivities will continue as long as there are animals will be butchered. What? Because you keep sacrificing animals. Yeah. To to honor the deceased. And some and and they prefer to use actually guava branches mm. to smoke. It smells nice. It smells nice, but also antibacterial. Antibacterial, yeah. and it, they say that's what prevents decay and growth of maggots yeah. on the corpse. Mm-hmm. And during the process, they collect the body fluid, fluid, Ew. like from underneath with yeah. like a jar. Ew. I've read some cases. And they make it into a gravy. No. Yeah. Ew. No, no. I read about this. There, yes, I've yes, read yes. Some cases where you actually dip your food yeah. into the fluids and they say that when you do that you start imbibing some yes. of the traits of the dead person honorable characteristics of yes. the dead person yes so that's fun yeah um, kind of like a smokehouse cannibalism <laughs> and so, so gross though when, when this then when this whole smoking process eventually ends let's say it's a very honorable person it's been like three years and they're like okay fine. God. well finally Put you to your resting place. See, that's that's an apt, apt length of time. Not 30 days. Three years. <laughs> Three years, yeah. So then you eventually, again, put the corpse in a fetal position. And then you put it into a coffin that's mm. carved out of the trunk of a tree. And then you place them in burial caves or burial rocks. 
um, with holes. And sometimes... With if, holes? No. So, burial rocks. Oh, like Burial rocks. Okay. And I there thought, be, like, there's a coffin and there's holes. No, there'll be holes inside the burial rocks and uh-huh. then you'll, like, chuck. Like, like, a, the, like a beehive. Yeah, put Flunk. the coffin there. And sometimes, if it's, like, an entire family, you put the different family members together inside one large wooden coffin. Oh, my God. So... One particular mommy. No, so so they have those particular like um, burial caves and burial rocks there, and you can actually see some of them. So there's one place called the Timbak Cave, mm-hmm. and it's a cave where uh, a lot of these coffins are. And there's also one place called the Tirongshol Burial Rock. Um, and in the 80s, there was like a huge. Well, obviously, there was a gold rush, right? Mm-hmm. The thing about the mountain region is there's always this myth about, like, it's Lots kind of, of like the El Dorado. Like, yeah. there's a, there are mining communities there because there were a lot of lore about, like, the richness of gold in that area. Yeah. Um, but there was also this huge surge of, like, archaeology. Yeah. Um, there was this huge archaeology you know craze. Called? It's it's because The reason Indiana that Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, um... Do you want to get that? Oh, wait. Hang on. Go. So there was a huge archaeology craze like mm-hmm. in the 80s, right? Dun, dun, dun. And that's how <coughs> and that's how some mount some mountain climbers actually accidentally discovered these burial caves and oh, burial no. rocks. And were they supposed to be secret or were they like Yeah, visited? because I... actually obviously like the 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 people from the tribes the locals they don't want to reveal the locations mm-hmm. of these places because they're basically your they're cemeteries spaces. yeah yeah what, would you tell someone yes this is where my ancestor it, like you know i he, don't know if it was like a place if it was like undas which you visited anyways yeah. maybe it didn't matter that's true that's yeah. true actually that's a good question like during when they remember the dead when do they do that like, and do they go do they go or do they just worship the Anitos in their homes? That was, I was thinking, the purpose of the making, when you said that or they would make a Or if they do it anito. so often anyway, like, do you have to have a special day when or, you do it? Or maybe because friggin' smoking this guy for three years, that's enough. They're like, you know what? I'm over it. We're good here. I did it for more than 30 <laughs> so, days. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention <laughs> this. Um, one common practice with the burial jars is actually that every few years or so, you would actually transfer it into smaller and smaller jars. You Makes know sense. That? So when you go Makes to the sense. Manungo cave, you would have the big jars, uh-huh. and then you have very small jars. And yeah. it actually means, it's actually like, every like, say, two, like, three years, five years, ten years, etc., you would transfer the body to a smaller and smaller jar. Yeah. And that's how they were able to keep using the, the same space, space yeah. right? Yeah. Rather than... They still um, do that. They, mm. they do that now in... in so when my my granddad died, mm. um, they made a new mausoleum, mm. and then it was his like uh, his coffin, and then on the sides there were these planters, planters with flowers, and they were like three names on the left and three names on the right. And I said, "Oh, are their names just here?" And I remember we used to visit them in the other cemetery years ago, and then my mom's like, "No, they just took the contents of that old of those old coffins and they they just moved them here." And then years later, what my granddad died in 1989 and then late, lately my granddad They transferred. And they were in the same they said, "Oh, he's in a box." I I used to wonder about that too, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Otherwise, real like, estate, man. Yeah. If we keep, like, with population still growing, like, yeah. we're going to run out of space if we don't do that. Yeah. But yes, it's, that's it's very practical practice. for so, them. 
sorry. So back to to, to the mountain climbers, the burial rocks and burial yeah. caves. So some mountain climbers discovered it, and naturally there was a huge archaeological craze in that area. Yeah. And then so more and more people started oh, visiting. Oh no! Right, and even to this day they still vandalize oh, some no. of these places because. You know, either they keep it for souvenirs or whatever. No! Yeah. So, during that time, there was a huge trend of, like, stealing the mummies from... The mummies themselves? Yeah, because, again, archaeological craze. There's a black market for that. Yeah, so a lot of people started, like, stealing the mummified remains of of the ancestors. Yeah, they're not cool. And in one particular instance, it, it came with some consequences. Yeah. So there's a mummy called Apo Ano, uh-huh. who they said was a demigod, Ooh. and his 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 body was stolen, uh-huh. um, and wasn't returned until 2016. What to the fa- to the to his back to his ancestral home? Okay. Um, so it said that his body was stolen. Uh, his, yeah, his his remains were stolen. It was sold from one person to another. It went all the way to the States. <gasps> and it was like in a museum there, for example. What? And there are... That's so unethical. I mean, it, it's not the only case, That's right? true. They yeah. do it for a lot of uh, yeah. um, other... Cultures. Cultures. Um, so, so it, 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 was, uh, it was not seen for a long time until eventually someone contacted the National Museum in the Philippines mm-hmm. asking, do you know the relative of this particular mummy? Because mm-hmm. we would like to return it. Okay. Um, they said that they were from um, some museum in the States and they wanted to bring it back. So it was actually in the National Museum for a time before they eventually returned it mm-hmm. um, to... The Ibaloy. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to the tribe. Yeah. And it said that um, it brought misfortune. To the people who stole it? Well, there are no accounts of what happened to the people who stole it, but you would wonder why why are they passing it along so much? Want, yeah, passing it along so much and then suddenly wanting to return it. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were nice. <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> you, you, let's hope. So they said that someone found it in some random antique shop. And then <gasps> This they, is like a, this is like the this Friday the thirteenth story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but the, the tribe itself believes that since Apo Ano's body was taken away from its resting place, that's when they started seeing so many natural calamities in that oh, area. Oh, so, so he was like the protector of... god for the village. Or he was just angry. Yeah. But he was a demigod. So yes, they, were, they felt like there are a lot of drastic consequences because he's very angry that he's not here in his resting place. So there were a lot of... I don't like America. All they, have, all they have is shitty burgers... And there's no good pork and 16 chickens. <laughs> I don't like being in America. <laughs> I don't like giant turkey legs. <laughs> giant turkey legs. <laughs> the medieval restaurant. Yeah. Um, where was I? So a lot of typhoons. Yeah, a lot of typhoons, a lot of landslides and earthquakes. Of, I mean, at the time also that coincided with like a new mine being open yeah. in the area but still like you know yeah they so could also associate that they associated with that so it is said that Apoano. so there's obviously so now there's this mythology about who he is right it is said that he is the child of one of the well-known um 
warriors of the tribe and a fairy. A fairy? Like a mountain nymph. Ooh. So his mom is a mountain nymph. Um, and initially, so she had an affair with Apoano's dad, mm-hmm. a human being. And she initially wanted to raise him in the spirit world. But mm-hmm. his grandfather was like, I smell a human. He's not allowed here. And so the mom gave uh, Apoano back to oh. the dad. And so he grew up with the people. And legend has it that he he became one of the very well-known and well-respected tribal leaders. Uh-huh. Um, he was like Hercules. He lived up to 250 years What? Old, no. Is what they said. No. We cannot <laughs> See, if we lived up to yeah. 200 years old, how long is the getting over period? If you for see, that? so there are there are pictures of his body, so I can show you. But if you see his body, it's very, it, it was very. You can tell it was very well preserved at the time that it was probably taken, um, and is very heavily tattooed, heavy with symbolism. So you could really tell that he was a very revered mm-hmm. um, leader. Now, unfortunately, because it has been passed along to different oh, people, no. it has been exposed to the elements. I'm gonna Google it. I'll show you. I'll show you. It's been exposed to the element. It started decaying. Oh no. So here he is. I'll show you. What does he look like? Oh no. So look at, but the look at all the tattoos. No, I remember this tattoo. Yeah, look yeah. at all the details of the tattoo. But you can tell that he suffered from like exposure to the element. So actually they had to kind of they in twenty sixteen they brought the body back to the tribe again so that they could actually bring it to the final, um, back to his original resting place. But they actually have to send people every now and then because there were fungal um, oh, infestations no. that, that resulted from being exposed to like the Because it's cold in America. other people. <laughs> he didn't like winter. No. Um, so yeah, so he's back there. Okay. Um, initially, they planned to kind of make his um, burial cave like a tourist spot. But obviously, <gasps> that's not, you know... Look at this Very illustration of like what his tattoos were like. Oh wow! Cool, right? Like, is, is that Apoano? Yeah, this is the illustration of what Apoano's uh, Apoano. What his tattoos would be mm-hmm. like, right? All the way up to the pelvic area. Hmm. So they initially planned to allow public viewings and make it a tourist spot because no. capitalism. But anyway. Eventually, uh, thankfully, I think the resolution now is to just have like a separate park where they just commemorate his yeah. his uh, story, Life. yeah, um, and just have a replica of yeah. what like you know this his uh, tomb or coffin would be like. It said that they have the park in the area where they believed his fairy mother handed Aww. his handed the baby over to the dad. Aww. And I'm glad that he now can finally rest with the fairies, yeah. With no rest in his own, like in oh his yeah, with his place. people. Because he's been traveling for so long, Apoano. Oh so my god, he can finally rest now. Mm-hmm. But I found that like an incredibly interesting story. I don't. I mean, we've heard of some of the techniques of like preservation and mummification, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize the extent to which the practice was um, so developed. 
Yeah. And even to this day. Yeah. It's unfortunate, obviously, that some of these um, bodies are still getting vandalized. Mm-hmm. They're still getting and stolen. stolen. Yeah. Right. If we were to be... No, okay. So this is the thing. Now there's there's a lot of modern modern developments that you can get your body turned into a tree pod and that people can also plant you in and you become a tree. But then you turn your body into what? They they take your body and then they put it in a pod that you you bury under the ground so and they then cremate it into, you and then they they don't cremate you. Okay. They don't, but they don't embalm you. But your body becomes like fertilizer to to turn into but a tree. But how do they do that? They compost your they body. Compost you. They accelerate the decomposition. Yes. yes. What? Yeah. So I you're don't know you're, you're beyond. So you're beyond the toxic part, and then now you're like. You're, you're nutritious already. There's also a way that you can... No, and you can cut this out, right? Because this is not relevant to the Filipino culture. But it's just interesting. Mm. There's a way where you... Like, people will cremate. And your ashes can be compacted and turned into an artificial gemstone. Like an artificial diamond. And so, for example, you can give it to, like, the youngest member of your family. For example, they're like, oh, I really like your earrings. Thanks, it's my grandma. And they're like, oh, <laughs> your grandma gave it to you? And no, like, no. No, this it's, is her. This is my grandma. No. So that's one thing. But my favorite, the one that no. I think I would go for, is they can take your ashes and then they will turn it into graphite for pencils. And people can write with, uh, with you. It's like good, right? Like I like that. But then, what if you become like a boring pencil at a bank? That's depressing. So, but I'm, how can you? How can like to my to my aunt, like to my descendants? Yeah. I bequeath. Or like you can like I would like to be sent to a library. I mean, at least, right? But what if that person who picks you up in the library works at a bank? Then you still end up there. Like you can't still get stoned. Don't steal me, I'm Anama. <laughs> I'm Anima's ashes. Don't steal me. Right? So, maybe to close the... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to close this sub-episode. Yeah. Episode 2 of 3. Episode <laughs> 2 of 3. Okay. So, we have to pause here because okay. it's getting too long. Okay. Um, we will... And life needs to happen. We will definitely have to do a part 3. But yes. that just goes to show you how fascinating... Yes. And rich. And rich the, 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 the local and pre-colonial practices are. Yes. Right? Um, with regard to death and burial. That was um, pre-colonial and tribal practices of um, the Luzon region oh and then we're gonna do Visayas Mindanao next yes. time okay in the next round we'll talk about uh practices interesting in the Visayas and the Mindanao and I'm wondering like ge- geographically so where sometimes people live um with the bodies of their disease uh in their house Ew. talk about germs and smells what if you have a pet what if but the pet that's starts- the funny thing right because of these practices they actually developed and enriched some of their like herbal knowledge, right? Because oh, because you need to preserve antibacterial preservation techniques. There was a one. So one of this this story on mummification um, practice, I actually got from a research paper that was done on uncovering the antibacterial properties of the herbs they use for mummification. Uh, <laughs> gross. So each their own practice. Okay. Thank so, you. So, Science. so in the next part, we'll cover um, some of the other interesting uh, practices uh, and 
similar practices that you can see in our neighboring countries, actually. Nice. This has been an episode of The, the Gods, Gods Must Be, be crazy. crazy. We hope that you enjoyed listening in. We will be posting episodes uh, every other week or so. So, you know, please uh, join us uh, for the next one. In terms of sources, where we got our stories, and how we know what we know, we try to do as much research as possible, within a reasonable amount of time, of course, <laughs> and we try to stay close to the original tellers of the tale as much as possible. However, we do know that a lot of our mythology comes from oral tradition, stories that your grandma and your grandma's grandma and your grandma's grandma's grandma told you. So, if our renditions or our, our stories are a little bit different from what you know and what you grew up with, please do let us know. Follow us on Instagram uh, at thegodsmustbecrazy.pod. We do post some additional information there. We uh, post the teasers of what's coming next, you know, and any other things you may be curious about that we feature in our episodes. Who is Garda Versos and why does he keep appearing in these different episodes? What are the different recipes that we feature for tinola and black rice and adobo and stuff like that? Um, and obviously, it's where we would love to hear from you as well. Uh, if you have any other stories that you want to feature or maybe requests of things that you want us to feature. There's also a way to directly talk to us and share any of your stories. So if you go to our anchor.fm um, website, there's a button there with a plus sign and it says message and you can actually record voice notes or voice memos for us to listen to and also possibly feature in the episodes themselves. And of course, where you do listen to us, whatever platform it could be, please do rate, review, subscribe, download. <laughs> we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're even on Audible. Yeah. Um, so please share with your friends, tag your friends on our uh, social media, and uh, share your stories too if you feel like it. Yeah, the best way to support, you know, young and new podcasts like us is really just to spread the word out. Um, so if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you know, put in a rating and maybe a review of what you like about the show. Um, or if not, you know, just share it with your friends on social media. And, you know, that would be really, really helpful for us. So until next time. Bye. Bye.